Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coming up on Chopper's Politics. Patriotism and labor go together for me, and those who disconnect them. I disagree with them. And I think where, you know, you, you pointed to what happened under Jeremy Corbyn's leadership. For me, that was an aberration. I hate the fact that people might think the Labour Party is not patriotic. It, it's just disgusting. Her Majesty returned to the chair of estate to take the coronation oath at which the Sovereign undertakes to govern according to the respective laws and customs of all peoples under the Crown. Madam, is Your Majesty willing to take the oath? I am willing. Yes, this is the week when we can stop thinking about politics just for a bit and instead reflect on our Queen's 70 years on the throne. I'm Christopher Hope, the Associate Editor for Politics at the Daily Telegraph, and this is Chopper's Politics. Yes, this week's episode is a short one for you listeners before the country heads into a weekend of pageantry parties and platinum pudding for Her Majesty's Platinum Jubilee. And sticking with that theme, I thought it was the perfect moment to call up Steve Reid, Labour MP for Croydon North and Shadow Justice Secretary. And Steve is keen for his Labour colleagues to perhaps be a little less queasy about the kind of patriotism we're seeing this week. Steve Reid, Shadow Justice Secretary, thank you for joining us on Chopper's Politics. Great to have you on. A big week. Yeah, it's a very important week for us. It was the, it's the Queen's Platinum Jubilee coming up this weekend and the whole country is going to be joining the Queen in celebrating her 70 years of service to our country on the throne. And people, you know, living in my street, as in many streets across the country, are throwing a party to celebrate this and celebrate who we are as a country, as well as to celebrate her achievement and her record of service. And you yourself, Steve, are organising your own street party. Well, I'm, I'm helping. I'm one, of, I'm one of the people that's helping to organise a street party on our streets. We've got a group of neighbours and we've all got together to plan what I hope is going to be a really successful event. I mean, there's, one of the things that happened in the lockdown was neighbours got to know each other a lot better, didn't they? And this is like a way of continuing that. But as with so many streets, there are people with all sorts of talents and they're all coming out to do their own thing. So we've got a head teacher who's bringing a couple of life-size cardboard cutouts of the Queen. We've got our 
family of professional musicians, singers who are going to lead us in singing the national anthem. We've got a PA system for music. Everyone's sort of we've been broken up into blocks of six houses and we're all doing the food uh, collectively. I'm going to be flipping burgers. My brother-in-law is a market trader and he sells Union Jack bunting conveniently. So he sent me uh, 30 foot's worth of that. So we're going to festoon the front of the house and the weather looks great as well so we're gonna i know i'm, I'm really looking forward to a wonderful time with the neighbors how many are you expecting steve we're expecting between 60 and 100 i think wow people aren't quite sure you know you, you can you can bring friends and family yeah. so i think we're between 60 and 100 from midday until five o'clock in the evening as on the sunday but of course people can have it from the thursday friday and saturday as well but it, but it really has been a, such a bonding experience for everyone on our street you know it's not just walking past each other's houses when you go to work now give a little cheery wave to each other and people shout at you out of the window. It really has brought everyone together. And isn't that what the monarchy does for our country as a whole? Well, exactly. And you've got your street party WhatsApp, I'm sure, buzzing away all the time with thoughts and ideas. I think the, the children love it. The fact you're closing a street off, children think it's the best thing ever. Well, luckily, my, my next door neighbour happens to be a children's entertainer. So she's coming along with face paints and they've got a few little street games dotted around. The woman that lives the other side of the street is making the platinum pudding, the lemon and citrus uh, <laughs> trifle. We're looking forward to trying that as well. I think she's doing a cheat version. She's not going to make the Swiss roll herself. Okay. She's going to buy that. And who can blame her? Because it does look quite a complicated thing. But I'm looking forward to tasting that. And it's great to hear you as a Labour front bencher talking this way, because some on the left find the whole idea of the Jubilee a bit distasteful, don't they? Well, there are people with, you know, divergent views, I guess, all, all over the political spectrum. But coming from the kind of family I, I come from, we're Labour because we're patriotic. My grandparents fought in the Second World War. And that generation, that great generation, they came back from war and they elected a Labour government to change the country for the better. You cannot be more patriotic than being prepared to lay down your life for your country. So for me, those were Labour people, and those were people who were invested in our country being better and fairer and opening up opportunities. So for me, Labour and patriotism are linked. They're the same thing. But they weren't, were they, when Jeremy Corbyn was leader? That became part of the problem, certainly for Telegraph readers, I think, and maybe Tory voters and others who felt that this guy just doesn't have the same love for his country that I have. That is certainly how it came across. And, I, you know, I think I think he was wrong. I think he was absolutely wrong on some of the views he expressed there. If you look back over the last 15 years or so, 20 years, many of the institutions that are the pillars of our country and our society have been wobbling. You know, after the expenses scandal, people lost a lot of faith in Parliament. After the crash, the global crash, people lost faith in the banking system. The monarchy was one of the few institutions that stood steady through all of that and kind of was able to hold our country together. And for anybody in any political party, but particularly the Labour Party, to question one of the institutions that was providing stability at a time when everything else felt so unstable just strikes me as being wrong. Why why would you do that? Why would you question that? The monarchy is one of the points of stability in our country and our history. A thousand years of history we have as a country, and for all of that time, pretty much, apart from one little uh, gap during the English Civil War, of course, um, the monarchy has played a central part of that. So it connects us to our past and it holds us together as the, the country that we are today. And I think we should respect an institution that is so important to our sense of who we are as a country. But in particular, this weekend, it's going to be about the current Queen, Her Majesty the Queen, and her 70 years of service. And I think even people who are not died in the wall monarchists will recognise and respect 
the public service and the duty that the Queen has given to us. And you know, people want to come together and they want to celebrate her as well as us as a society and us as a country. We see on Twitter this disgust, this concern about union flags behind ministers. If you become a minister in the, in the cabinet, would you broadcast with a flag behind you of the Union Jack? Yeah, I'm, I, I, am, I could not be prouder to be British. I'm proud of our country. I'm proud of the values that bind our country together, you know, the rule of law, parliamentary democracy, the fact that you know we express our compassion and care for each other through universal public services, many of which, of course, were extended under the, the post-war Labour government and uh, subsequently as well. All of that is part of our country and our history, and I think we should be proud of it. Of course, the history of any country is going to be mixed. There will be things that are more difficult as well as things to look back on with you know undiluted pride. But on the whole... We've come through our history and we, we lead the world in, in so many ways. Look at, look at where we are uh, as, a, as a dynamo for international culture, for instance. Look at our respect for fair play and the rule of law, which is something that we're recognised for around the world. And I think for all of those things, we should be proud of who we are and where we come from. And that doesn't mean that our history is without challenges. Of course it is. Any country's uh, history is going to be like that. But I couldn't be proud of where we are as a country and, and the role that we can play in the world, promoting freedom and democracy and liberty. Where do you think it comes from? Is there embarrassment about Britain's past? Is it linked to colonialism? Is the modern day left? I totally get that the left set up the welfare state, did so well after the war. Blair's government had really good points to it. You know, the academy programme that the right eulogise now, don't they? I just wonder, where does this kind of mistrust of patriotism, where does it come from? Well, I mean, I think it is people who confuse narrow nationalism with patriotism. So nationalism for me is thinking that you are morally superior to others. Patriotism is being proud of your history, your traditions and your culture, but also respecting the history and traditions and cultures of other countries. And and for me, it's that. I'm very, very proud of who I am, who we are as a country, but I respect, say, France, Germany, many other countries around the world and their history, which I also enjoy. And we travel to those countries, we enjoy their culture, we enjoy their food, we enjoy their beaches, particularly if they're near the Mediterranean. But I think some people get that nationalism and patriotism mixed up. And it's wrong because you don't have to demean yourself and your traditions and your country and its symbols in order to recognise that narrow nationalism is wrong. I suppose nationalism might apply more to the St George's flag. Certainly in the past, that's been appropriated by far-right groups, and that might be one of the concerns. I don't agree with that point, actually, because I think you know we are a united kingdom of four nations, and we who are English, I'm English, should be proud of our English history as well. Now, some of our national symbols far-right groups try to appropriate, but the response to that isn't to abandon those symbols, it's to claim them back. You know, they represent so much that is good. Our country is a force for good in the world. If you look at what's going on in China and Xinjiang, if you look at what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, if you look at what's going on in Hungary, you know, we are a beacon of freedom. We have our disputes, we have our disagreements. You know, I was sat in Parliament watching Boris Johnson and Partygate and feeling ashamed of what he's been doing, but I may be ashamed of what the government's doing, but I'm immensely proud of our country and the fact that we can sit in Parliament and argue these things out in the open because in so many other countries you cannot. And for me, that is part of what being British and Britain is about, a light that we shine in a world that has so many problems with you know, increasing levels of authoritarianism. 
let's say, and, and in many cases, democracy in retreat. That's something that we as a country can help to rebut. There's almost a crouch on the left and almost like a kind of sorry we're British feeling, isn't there? And you're arguing for a more muscular display of being proud of this country. You know, I think there are some people who would hold the view that you just described. But for me, for my family and where I come from, for my community, I'll say it again, we're Labour because we're patriotic. Labour's history is woven into the fabric of what this country has become. If If you ask people today in polls, what are you most proud of about Britain? The National Health Service tends to come very, very high up in those polls. That was initiated by a Labour government and it's been sustained by uh, Labour when we've been in power. So I think patriotism and Labour go together for me. And those who disconnect them, I disagree with them. And I think where, you know, you, you pointed to what happened under Jeremy Corbyn's leadership, for me, that was an aberration. I hate the fact that people might think the Labour Party is not patriotic. It, it's just disgusting. When you were leader of Lambeth Council, did you have the same views then? I mean, do you see this patriotism on, on show there? Yeah, we did. You know, I was, I was leader of Lambeth Council. I mean, we took over, we won it, it's a long time ago now, Chris. We won it in 2006 from a joint Liberal Democrat Conservative administration. And for some reason, they were flying the, the European flag over the town hall. We changed it to the Union Jack because we're proud of our country, we're proud of who we are. You know, Lambeth was, was the council I was leading. Brixton is where the town hall is, one of the most diverse places in our country. But our flag recognises that diversity. You know, our country is a diverse country now, and that flag has to represent all of us. The royal family did some fantastic things for Brixton. For instance, there was a horse riding club on the Morelands estate, which is known as the Barrier Block in, in central Brixton, an incredibly financially deprived community. But the Duchess of Cornwall was the patron of a horse riding club there. Incredibly popular, getting vulnerable young people out to explore different things and find more things out about themselves. The Prince's Trust um, operated across Lambeth, as it does in many inner urban areas, working with underprivileged young people, young people at risk of going into crime, and it turns their lives around. You know, these are some of the real difference that, that the monarchy makes in our communities, and I have nothing but the highest respect for that, because you've got people there who are members of the royal family, and they're using their platform to open up opportunities to kids who otherwise would miss out on opportunities that should, by right, be open to every British... And, and, and to the left, you might say, yes, but look at all that inherited wealth... That's uh, assets, that's wealth that we all share. Why can't we all own that? You know, you go to Buckingham Palace, Windsor Castle, look at the land available to to these small group of of very lucky people who are in the royal family. How is that fair, Steve Reid? Well, I don't don't think they are symbols of wealth. You know, wealth or or privilege, you know, the idea that it's okay for them and everyone else has to sit live in in cramped conditions. I don't know about you, Chris, but when I look at their lives, I, I don't envy it. I think their lives are really difficult to have to live in a glass bowl in the way that they do to have all their relationships exposed to the media in the way that they are to not be allowed to do you know i can walk up the hill to the local pub and have a drink they can't with some friends they can't do that i think actually their lives are made more difficult because of the demands we as a country place on them and i think they fulfill that role admirably and i think i respect it i think the vast majority of british people respect it and you know as i was saying earlier on at a time when so much else in our country felt like it was losing respect and falling apart they in a sense held us together at that time as they still do and they connect us with the great sweep of british history and that is something i think many people around the world envy have you ever met the queen 
I have. Yep, I have a photograph of me receiving an OBE from the Queen on my mantelpiece. One of the proudest days of my life, and not just for me, but my mum and dad were there as well, sat in Buckingham Palace. I still think they can't quite believe what they saw happened, but you know, there I was in the ballroom of Buckingham Palace, went up to the front and was given a, an OBE by the Queen. My dad would say how strange it was because when she comes in, they play God Save the Queen, and I, there she was in front of him. <laughs> they were singing God Save the Queen. But what an amazing experience that was for me. But I, I think the fact that the Queen takes time out so often to thank people for their contributions, their own contributions to their community and their society. And I'm, I've been very pleased to see the honours system opened up to more people that have done things in their community. That's a very important part of the role of the monarchy. It's a kind of a glue that, that binds us all together, despite all of our, our many differences. Uh, Steve, just finally, it's a big weekend. It's a hopefully a happy weekend. It's a long bank holiday weekend. What's your advice to your comrades in the Labour Party on Twitter? I mean, not least, put the phone down go and find a friend and raise a glass to the Queen. I mean, what's your advice to them? <laughs> oh, that's great advice. I, I think for all of our own mental health, we should put our mobile phones and social media down a little bit more. And getting out there and spending time with your neighbours and connecting with your community while raising a glass to the Queen and 70 years of service. I couldn't think of a better way to spend a weekend. Look, on that note, Steve Reid, the Shadow Justice Secretary, with a different take on the Queen than we've had in recent years from the Labour front bench. Thanks for joining us on Chopper Politics. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Chris. Well, that's all for this week, listeners. Do let me know your thoughts on what Steve Reid had to say. Email me, chopperspolitics at telegraph.co.uk or I'm on Twitter. We're at chopperspodcast. Now, for access to all of our marvellous writing and journalism around the Jubilee, why not become a Telegraph subscriber? If you're not one already, go to telegraph.co.uk forward slash chopper to get your first month's access completely free of charge. And if you've enjoyed Chopper's politics, why not give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts? It really helps other listeners find this show and it would also, well, make my weekend. And do sign up to my weekly Chopper's Politics newsletter for more Westminster insights straight into your email inbox every weekday when Parliament is sitting. You can sign up at telegraph.co.uk forward slash politics newsletter. Easy as that. Thank you again to my guest this week, Labour MP Steve Reid. Thank you to my producers, Louisa Wales, Giles Gear, and Theodora Luludis. And as ever, thank you to you for listening. Finally, in this week of all weeks, do buy a copy of a Daily Telegraph this weekend. I know you won't regret it. Until next time, God save the Queen and cheerio.